Home is your creative canvas, an expression of your unique style. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring your vision to life. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. They'll even help you set it up. Look, I have an eclectic style, but when I go on Wayfair, they've got such a huge selection of items for the home that there are things that fit me and I know others that will fit everybody else. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair, every style, every home. Food trends come and go, but there's one that never seems to go out of style. The classic chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my favorite. And famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are as classic as it gets, truly. They're made from the original recipe you know and love. I'm talking semi-sweet chocolate chips, a satisfying crunch. All together in a cookie you can't help but eat in one bite. It's everything classic in a cookie. Find famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hey everybody, it's Andy. I know I sound a little odd. I'm on Zoom recording this. My apologies. I am here as always with my clear sounding co-host, John Hill. Hey, John. Well, hello. John, we had lots of Bravo news this week. Uh, We had Portia Marlowe and a mystery housewife FaceTime. Ben and I went to see the Harlem Globetrotters and I had to trick him to get there. Ben and I also had a deep conversation about death, which really rocked my week. Um, I dealt with a hugging babysitter and navigated how politically incorrect Curious George is. This is Andy Cohen's Daddy Diaries podcast. Monday, February 26, 2024. Good morning, John. How's it going in LA? Hi. It's good. My shoes are too squeaky, though. I walked oh, in with no, new shoes. Darling. And it's so like, when you come in this early, it's just like the one security, amazing, yeah. lovely straight guy at the desk and me walking around squeaky. Squeak, it's squeak. awkward. My God, John. But they're cute. Um, John Mayer sent me these super cool, uh, like limited edition Nike, whatever. I don't even know what they are few years ago, you probably remember you ribbed me mercilessly for them. <coughs> you had but, some questionable footwear. I know. and um, But those in the know kind of give me props for it. Unfortunately, I'm not in the know, so it looks funny to me and everyone else. But they gave me quite a bit of height, so I loved wearing them, and they were super bouncy. But when I tell you, they developed into... The loudest pair of shoes on earth, and I was—I so would walk around honking around, and it's just yeah. terrible. It's awkward. Anyway, awkward. good morning. Have you even tried on the Hoka's I sent you? I sent you a yes. nice, like amazing. Pair. Yes, but you don't rave about those. What's up with those shoes? Where are those? Um, I have them, and I wear them. You run in them? You no, work I out don't in them? Run? I don't. Work They're out professional in them. running shoes. Okay, well, I don't run, babe. My knees are shot, darling. Well, maybe you need to start. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> we have so much to talk about. I had a very busy weekend, action-packed. Plus, we have a lot of housewives news uh, to get to that I want to share with you. It's a big week uh, for me. I've got the Potomac reunion on Wednesday all day. And then I will be jetting off to L.A. for the Traitors reunion. So jealous. And John, I mean, I had to call John yesterday because I watched the Traitors finale. All I will say is 10 out of 10, no notes. It was incredible. I I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait to watch it again. And frankly, it really reminded me of watching some of the great reality TV shows and moments with you, like competition reality moments with you, when you yeah. and I would OG. watch, you know, we would we would watch, you know, whatever mm-hmm. 
shows we watched. I don't know. And we watched Amazing Race and we Survivor. We watched Amazing Race watched, and Survivor. Yeah. And it, The Swan. That yes, was a big part of, of our relationship. Yes. You know, and then. But, but Survivor specifically, you kind of. There were seasons on Survivor where you really didn't know what was going to happen until the very end. And I will say. It is so satisfying, this trainer's. It's just so, it's it's so good. It's okay, so Stop dramatic. talking about it. You're making okay. me so mad. I can't well, handle I don't that you make you mad. I'm, okay. I'm so jealous. All I want is to watch the rest of it right now. It's so anyway. good. Speaking of which, I mean, since I'm in such a trainer's mood, I think I, I, I watched five episodes over the weekend. I think four or five. I mean, Phaedra has basically read someone for filth or several people for filth in that amazing Phaedra way every episode of the traders and her way is like I'm not gonna break a sweat I am going to be so made up with eyelashes and fur collar and hair for days like I want to talk to Phaedra and I was I was texting with her yesterday and what I need to ask her and Sheree their makeup is so good. I am it is. really wondering if they brought their own people or mm. because also no. their makeup is flawless for the entirety, like all day long. Their makeup is great. So except I, when they're getting the maggots dumped on them. Well, that's true. But play the I'm going to text Phaedra and see if I can get an answer right now about the makeup. Um here is Phaedra. And and what I love about Phaedra reading these people, she is reading the greats of reality TV. She is reading the legends of Survivor, right. Big Brother, The Bachelor, whoever, and they do not ever see it coming. You know, no, it's like, and again, she doesn't break a sweat ever, ever, ever. Um, so that's that's why I love it. And I think... I think that's part of the reason why everyone was so shocked. I, it just makes me so proud of Team Bravo when I watch the traders. And I think last season, it's why no one could get over Kate Chastain last season because she was just th throwing truth bombs everywhere. She did not have a shit to give. Anyway, so here is Phaedra um, with uh, Pilot Pete from The Bachelor. In the case of me, I am a faithful. And while you would love to protect Peter, what those two traitors, who you so eloquently said you banished, had in common, is both of them were in collusion with your bromance friend, Peter. So what does that really mean? If you're such a traitor hunter, why aren't you talking about that? And since you so eloquently defend him, he likes me so much now, he wants to work with me. Mm. Do you think that you can play all of these tricks Plant this here. I'm gonna plant this here. I'm a true faithful. What you might have forgot, Peter, is this is not The Bachelor. And I don't have to kiss your ass for rose. <laughs> yes! I mean, can, and, and as you can imagine listening to it, there is every cutaway of every person at the table. It's so good. It's so good. I loved it so much. Anyway, um, so there you go. I'm 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 very excited about this reunion, and I will. And that's all I will say about the traders. Uh, I had a great weekend. A lot of kids stuff. Friday night, I had dinner in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. I have not been to Greenpoint in some time. Mm. Uh, so I was a little. I was so psyched. It was a date, uh, and I, you know, we went to this restaurant. I can't remember the name of it, but when I tell you, our waiter was like, I felt like I was in the movie Portlandia. Like, mm. the waiter was... Quaint. Well, it was a he or a they, and sure. they had very high-waisted pants on, and those high-waisted pant jeans for uh, guys... Camel toe. Camel ball. There, there's so much square footage between the waist and where the leg starts that yeah. it's almost like they're suppressing Hoopa. where their privates are or pushing them down or. And when I tell you that 
This person gave us such a run through about the menu. And I was like, my biggest nightmare is when a waiter comes over to the table and says, is this your first time with us? And I'm like, and my pal said, well, I've been here before, but he's never been here. And I'm like, oh, great. Now this is going to be all directed at me. And then it's like, well, here's how it works. We have appetizers and entrees and sides. It's like, no, I mean, I get this. I'm familiar with reading a menu. The description, not since Padma Lakshmi, mm-hmm. season three, Top Chef. I, when I had flashbacks of her talking for 12 minutes about cardamom, or yeah. is cardamom a spice? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just the the level of description of the spice mm. work on the specials, I was like... Oh, Ew, uh, this is, boring. and of course, my eye was just fixated on the acres and acres of landscape of Denim. between the waist and the legs. I just couldn't stop staring. So it was not good. By the end of the dinner, I actually, I, I went to the bathroom and I came back and I think I was a little out of it. And... I came back to the table. John, I think I told you this yesterday. Did I tell you this? That we were at a table for two, sitting next to us, and I never paid attention. It was a row of table of twos. I was in the banquette. My Mm -hmm. friend was across from me. I guess sitting next to me was just a gentleman where my friend was and no one in the seat next to me. I guess he was eating alone. When I came back, I was just super out of it. I thought that this gentleman at the table next to us was my friend. Oh, you sat down across from him? Oh, I didn't just sit down across from him. I went up, massaged his shoulder. Oh, my God. Looked over his shoulder and saw that he was ordering an Uber. And I was like, oh, well, I guess this night is over. Because, by the way, it was time to pay the check, whatever. And I was like, oh, "Oh, that's so interesting. So then I'm thinking about, oh, he's ordering an Uber. I go, I slide in to the banquette and I look up and I'm like in slow-mo and I'm like you're not my date oh I was a little and then my date who was to the at 11 o'clock to this guy's 12 o'clock was like Andy and he got up as though I by the way I felt I was like so embarrassed because also the guy that I slid in the table with he didn't he wasn't mm. fun about. It. I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, of Aww. course, I reacted so big, and I was like, "Dude, I am so sorry. I, I, I got the. I, I misfired the table. Oh, what can I, I would say? have slapped you. I would be so you, really you probably thought you were mocking. You probably thought you were making fun of him. Wow. Okay, I have. Wait, an I have answer. a story just like that. Oh, what if I have said? an answer from Phaedra? Okay, what is your prediction? about the makeup. Do you think she had glam or do you not? John, what's your prediction? She obviously had glam. I think your question was, did she bring her own glam? And I think they provided glam is what I think. Uh, Jordan, what's your prediction? I think she brought her own glam. She said, I did my makeup and some of the other girls when I had time, they didn't allow any glam at all. Wow. You How did she did have the time? A great job. Um, there you go. Isn't that interesting? So anyway, it was, it was, it was a little embarrassing that moment. But what was your story relating to me massaging oh. that guy? I go to pick up my friend Chad. Right? Okay. This is I know years Chad. ago. Okay. You know Chad. And where are you picking her up? outside her apartment or her, her townhouse at the time in WeHo, right off Santa Monica Boulevard, off Laurel. And I'm sitting there. I say, girl, I'm outside. Come get in. And <laughs> some random guy gets in the passenger seat and sits down. And when you when that happens, you're inches away from the person. There is right. no, yes. you're encapsulated. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I, we were just sitting there in shock. He didn't, it, it, 
He thought he was being picked up by his by someone on a first date, like a um, like a first date <gasps> no hookup. Way. He thought it was a hookup. He was like he. By he was, the way, where were you picking him up? Like in West Hollywood? Like where were it, you? Off Santa Monica Boulevard, oh, off Laurel. Oh so God. this guy was like, "Oh, this must be my hookup coming to pick me up." And said, and so because he, he kind of goes, "Hey," and I go who are you expecting? And he was like, oh, I think I got in the wrong car. Um, By the way, I'm sure he was so bummed to find out you were not his date. I would like to see the guy who he actually had a date with. Was he cute, by the way? Uh, Okay. Not really. Uh, Yes, clearly not. Yeah. Okay. Well, on Saturday, so Friday night, putting Ben to bed, I said to him, Oh, I'm taking you to the basketball game tomorrow because I was taking him to the Harlem Globetrotters. And he's like, I am not going to the basketball game. I'm not going. I don't want to go. And I, I, I tried to, I did something stupid, which is try to reason with a five year old. No. And I said to him, Ben, every time I take you somewhere, you don't you say you don't want to go and you wind up having the best time. I'm not going to this, I'm not going to this. I go, I only want to take you fun places. Like I only want to have fun with you. Which by the way is a recurring theme with me. When I like if I wake him up in the morning, as I did Sunday morning, and he starts trying to pick a fight with me, and I say to him, I'm just trying to have fun with you, man. I just want to have fun. Like, that's it. Anyway, so I put him to bed, and in the morning, I say to the nanny, I may need your help with Ben today. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to position this because we're going to the basketball, you know? And um, she said, I would tell him you're taking him out to run errands. That's what I do. And I'm like, I don't think he will accept that from me because you do have errands to run and he has no choice. He has to go with you during the day if I'm not around. Like, you know, so I made a quick decision and I said, I, uh, I said, hey, Ben, Uh, it was Saturday morning. I said, I'm going, I said, oh, in two hours, I'm taking you to the basketball game for burgers and fries. And he's, no, I said, we're going for burgers and fries at the basketball game. So now the headline is the burgers and fries, dot, 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 at the basketball game. He goes, great, daddy. Mm -hmm. Five minutes later, he goes, when are we going to get burgers and fries at the basketball game? I go, two hours. He goes, great. I mean, when I tell you, we put a Harlem Globetrotters jersey on him that they had made him, which he agreed to do because he was so excited about the burgers and fries. And let me tell you, we had the best time. We took the subway. We got the burgers and fries. Oh, they didn't have fries at the place that we went, but he accepted it. We got popcorn. The kid put away the biggest box of popcorn I've ever seen. I was like... Okay, this is disgusting. We saw Tamron Hall there. We saw Cameron Mannheim there. We saw your buddy, um, Kathy and Jimmy's husband, uh, Dan. Dan. From the Dan Band. Uh, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters, it's such a good time. I can't tell you I totally knew what was happening at all time. It's like vaudeville basketball. They play a game, but they're all mic'd. And so I'm like, is it a real game? Like, I'm assuming the Harlem Globetrotters always win. I guess that's the point. Like, they win at the very end. And uh, it was really fun. We were sitting on the, we were sitting courtside and... It was just great. The players were coming and sitting next to us. It was. We had a really fun time. I felt very. Um, I felt very father and son. It was. It was a really sweet experience. Uh, he then we got home and then he had a meltdown about something. I'm like, we just had the best three hours. Do it was I all that popcorn? Any money in my bank? And then it was nap time. And then I started binging the fade. The, the the Phaedras, the traders, the traders. Popcorn is a low vibrational food. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Carol from North Carolina has a comment about Phaedra. Hi, Andy. Hi, John. Hey. Hey. 
Hey, happy Monday. Um, just a quick comment. Um, I remember Phaedra, didn't she own a funeral home on one of the episodes? Yes. Yes, like, she is a maybe licensed that's mortician. Why she's good at makeup You're, you're well, right. Well, Carol, you will be interested in the rest of my texting with Phaedra because yeah. she said they didn't allow any glam at all. And then I said, you did a great job. And then she said, thanks. Doing all those heavenly bound bodies must have sharpened <laughs> my skills. Yeah. So there you go. You are right. Live of Atlanta animated bodies, probably much more fun to apply makeup to. Absolutely. Than, you know, the dearly yes. departed. Thank you, Carol. Wanted to talk a little Housewives news. First of all, Portia announced last week that she is... Uh, leaving Simon, and I gotta tell you something. I, I I was saying to the other producers of Atlanta when the news started breaking about Simon and some of his immigration issues. I was like, "This is not." I I, I was so surprised. None of us knew any of this was on the horizon, mm. and this was really meant to be Portia's happily ever after kind right. of victory lap season. So it's just, I, I, I was so surprised and taken aback. And listen, we wanted Portia on the show for Portia. We would take Portia married, single, picking up the pieces of her life on high, on low, what, however she wants, you know, however she's going to be. But uh, we didn't know. And this is really a big right turn from the story that I think all of us thought we would be telling. So sending love to Portia, sending a lot of love to Portia. Also wanted to say on, I think it was Friday, I was uh, at my desk at home doing work and I got a text from Teresa saying, you're never going to believe who I'm with. Can I FaceTime you? Are you free? And I said, yeah, Please, I can't wait. I'm like, who is Teresa going to be with right now? Uh, and so she FaceTimes me. She goes, I'm at lunch. We're at Rails. Now, Rails is the steakhouse that they go to almost exclusively on the Jersey Housewife. And uh, I mean, it is just so wild that she was there. I'm like, I've got Teresa from Rails this is iconic already. And then uh, she's like, here's Louie. He's like, hey, Andy. Here's James Leonard, my attorney. Hey. And then she turns the camera, and lo and behold, it's Kim D. Yeah. And I go, oh, my God, of the posh fashion show of Teresa's biggest enemy, who Melissa very famously called a cockroach at one of the reunions. And I always love how Melissa says, yeah, cockroach. And I said, Kim T, look at you, you cockroach. And she's like, can you believe it, Andy? Can you believe it? Hell froze over. I go, well, what is going on? She goes, you know, we hashed it out. She's like, we have more in common than our differences or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. So I was very happy to see that. And I said, Kim D, this makes me think you should do another posh fashion show. I mean, what could go wrong? She's like, what could go wrong? And she goes, and she goes, you know, Kim, Kim G will be here next. I'm like, and they're like, no, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway, that really made me laugh seeing Kim D like that. And then I was texting um, some of the Watch What Happens Live folks, and I said, oh, Teresa's having lunch with Kim D. Can you believe it? And Anthony was reminiscing to when every Halloween we have uh, people dressed in costume behind the bar on Watch What Happens Live. And he said, I just remember convincing Kim D to come um, dressed as a cockroach because that's what Melissa had called her that year, a cockroach. And he said, and I told her I would do everything I could to make her cockroach outfit sexy. She wanted to be a sexy cockroach. And then she was like, all right, I'll do it if I'm a sexy cockroach. I don't remember how she was a sexy cockroach, but there you go. Um, also wanted to say in Bravo News, 
I am obsessed with Summer House. I've watched the first five episodes. Do you watch it, Jordan? Love Summer House. And let me tell you something. The two new guys uh-huh. are great. Okay. West and um, Jordan. Oh. Is okay. that his name? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and they are, they're really great. And also, just watching this Lindsay and Carl stuff. I cannot wait unfold y'all it's really interesting it's just really interesting but you know what even with all the kind of i would like to say darkness of what's unfolding between them there is a lightness in the house this season like they all have a lot of fun and i really like that and i just think these two new guys they're all very cohesive and it's 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 a really good season. I'm really into it. I think maybe on the plane to LA, I'm going to finish Vanderpump season and just binge as many more as I can of Summer House. Back with more from this week's Daddy Diaries after this. Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Ben had a movie night at Barkin's last night. Um, his neighbor, our neighbor, Ellen Barkin, that was very sweet. And he and she brought him back up to kind of drop him off. And what with, what movie are they watching at movie night? Is this Flowers well, actually, in the Attic, you know, Silence funnily, of the Lambs? Well, funnily enough, I called in a movie night, but I think they watched a bunch of SpongeBob. Is SpongeBob appropriate for a five-year-old? Or is he I love get... SpongeBob. I think it's fine. You do? I mean, I've played a lot of inappropriate movies for my child. You have? Yeah. Like, is, you know, he's started calling me dude occasionally. And I'm like, you know, which he clearly got from some TV show. And I'm like, I'm not your dude, Ben. I don't like it. Anyhow. I think they watched a bunch of SpongeBob and Paw Patrol. She's got Paramount Plus, and I don't have Paramount Plus. Oh, I, I just—it's like—it's like my one. It's like I'm sorry, I'm not getting Paramount Plus. It's like the they can last watch Drag Race, right? It's like the last stop of what I won't do. What I won't do is get Paramount Plus. How about that? That's yeah. where I draw the line. And if Barkin has it, why do I need to get it? So anyway. I'm putting him to bed and we're laying there and he brings up death and he said, is everybody going to die? And I said, well, yeah, just you. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And I said, he goes, you know, he said, you know what you're supposed to say if you talk about a dead person? And I said, what? And he said, you're supposed to say you love them. And I said, well, that's really nice. And he said, you know why I think dying is okay? It's because people, after they die, they're okay. And I said, you're right. You're absolutely right. And he said, but, um," and I said, well, you know, one thing about saying I love you to people that are gone, I said, it makes you really realize how important it is to say I love you to people that are here. I said, that's why I said, it's so nice that you always say I love you to people because people remember that while they're alive. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he said, have you ever known anybody that that died? I said, yeah. I said, my grandparents died. And he said, no. Then he kind of started to get a little upset. And then he was like, he and then he started crying and he said, you know, when you die, you can't see your friends anymore. And I said, I know. I said, but that's what's so beautiful about life. I said, we get to spend every day surrounded by so many people who love us. I said, and you have so many people who love you. And that's why every day my motto is to have as much fun and have the best day that I can and surround myself with people who I love and that's what you should you know think about he's like I know but I gotta tell you he goes but it makes me sad to think of and I said well that's okay I said it makes me sad to think of too I go he goes well when am I gonna die I go Ben you don't have to think about this for a very 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 and then this is making him laugh long time and then that and then he's like Will you get my train from over there? And I'm like, okay, that wraps up our deep talk about death. 
But I got to tell you, it really, it realigned me. You know, I mean, I just, you know, I mean, it's heavy. And then you're faced in that moment with, okay, I need to explain this to this person. What, have, has your has your son brought up death to you? Yes, we talk about it a lot. We had oh, a kind really? of a, we had a like traumatic year a year ago where two fa- like close family members had passed away okay. like right after each other. Uh huh. And so he had we actually had to bring him to one of the funerals. Wow. And then so that uh, that started a lot of talk about death. And and what did you what's what's that parenting hack about talking to your? I kids don't think about- you need a hack. I think the conversation you had with Ben was perfect. Okay. Um. My son had like a little bit of a hard time kind of like reconciling what being dead like means. Right, of course, as so, I reconcile every night before I go to bed. So we we read a few books about death like oh, wow. geared okay. towards kids that like kind of helped just sort of like exp- you know, uh-huh. explain in a kid yeah. appropriate way sort of yeah. what someone dying means. Yeah. Um it was interesting. And you know, I was, I said, you know, that's, I said, you know, that's the thing, Ben, you get to, we get to lead these long lives and have so many adventures and do so many things. I go, I've done so many fun, cool things in my life and seen the world and met amazing people. I go, and you get to do all of that. There's so much fun waiting for you. Uh, anyway, so wow you know maybe maybe he's having these thoughts because he's just so moved because we watched the franklin origin story three times over the weekend franklin is the peanuts character uh the the little boy of color on peanuts and they apple has this origin story about him and it's really sweet about how he came to town and it's really about how to make friends with a new group of people and what friendship means. And it's very, very sweet. And then, I mean, they throw in that Franklin, like, is a fan of John Coltrane and jazz. I'm like, all right. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm like, Snoopy puts Coltrane on the jukebox and Franklin's like, I'm like, and then I'm like, you know what? Snoopy is the coolest kid on the block. So of course he knows that. Uh, John, have you seen any of the Wendy Williams doc? I watched a little bit of it, and it is so upsetting. It's so upsetting. So are we to think that it was exploitative, or are we to think that it's good that they're showing it because it seems like she's not being taken care of by the appropriate people, i.e. her family, like her niece that's spoken out? I I think it's both. And they asked me to take part of it, part in it, like a year ago and I the reason I didn't want to do it was that I thought that it was exploitative it's someone in a state that isn't should not be on television so I I appreciate it's sensational I I appreciate what they're trying to do I guess but I don't feel comfortable watching I I don't know what they're trying to do but you know you wonder if they're trying to make money you wonder if someone is doing a cash grab but then you watch some of the clips and it's people saying we want to expose how much she needs help you know I think she's I mean we know she's confused. She's literally been diagnosed with dementia right. uh, and aphasia, which is being, you know, for the very, a very blunt way of saying it is she is literally confused about what's happening. So right. I, she, part of her probably says, oh yeah, we're doing this TV thing. You know, we know Wendy enough to know that she knows how to kind of turn on a personality, but I think it's distorted. Right. Um, and so she's, it's, but they're showing her in a state that's so undignified, you know. <sighs> it's so sad. Yeah, it's really sad. She, I hope yeah. she gets the care that she needs. Um, I'm telling you, that ex-husband really did a bad number on her. He really did. I think this that's when all this kind of started. I yeah, hate to you've say. always said that. Yeah. Uh, so we send our love to Wendy. Always, always, always. Um, John, the amount of time that I spend on a weekly basis trying to get my mother to listen to the Barbara audiobook. <laughs> like she can't figure it out on her phone. Fu- I, 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 
I just, and she's like, well, I listen to you and John on my walk. And I'm like, I'll let you know if anything happens. You know? Listen to Barbara instead. Yeah, she really does need to listen. She needs to. Anyway, I just, I did another round of trying to convince her over the weekend. I mean, she goes, well, you and John kind of summarize it. I said, I know. Meanwhile, John, so I'm at the mirror has two faces. Am I almost done? Because I can't get to the page where it says how many, how much time is left. I can't really tell. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have a, I don't know, I don't remember, you have the Clintons, you have politics. You I've have... gotten through the politics and the Clintons. Oh, then you're close. Oh, then I have five close. hours and 35 minutes yeah. left. Wow. Okay, well, you know what? This is the final. I've done 43 hours. I feel so accomplished. <laughs> I, re- I really feel accomplished. I, I just... I haven't done anything this substantive in a lot. I mean, just that has taken so much time. Wow. I'm going to feel very accomplished when you finish it. So y'all know that Sally Field, that Barkin lives below me and Sally Field lives next to me. Now, if that is not the makings of a sitcom, I don't know what is. But Sally, as you know, played Mary Todd Lincoln in the Spielberg movie. Right. And uh, I went. I was at opening night of Oh Mary, which is Cola Scola's hilarious play about Mary Todd Lincoln. Now, in the play, he literally just uses Abe Lincoln and Mary Todd as the framework, and the Civil War's going on, and there's an assassination. But, like, that's... And he's president. Like, that's... The only thing's grounded in truth. The, I mean, she is an alcoholic bitch who wants to sing cabaret. That's the plot of the of the uh, thing. And he's gay, by the way. Uh, and so I emailed Sally. I go, you've got to see this. You've got to see this play. And she goes, oh, my God, my son told me the same thing, whatever. So then I sent another friend of mine, and it's truly, everyone loves this play so much. It's true farce. It is, I can't wait for you to see it, John. It's so funny. I sent another friend of mine who actually is a huge fan of Mary Todd Lincoln, believe it or not, and knows everything about her. And so, like, wasn't amused by this play because, like, I'm like, is Mary Todd too close to your heart that you can't like enjoy yeah. this total farce? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Well, I just someone couldn't... who's a big fan of that is not going to have a sense of humor. I know. I'm like, well, you just couldn't get out of your head about Mary Todd Lincoln. So anyway, uh, I was kind of. So then I see a picture on Cola Scola's Instagram that is. Sally Field, Spielberg, and Tony Kushner all at... Tony Kushner wrote the screenplay, I think, for Lincoln. And Tony Kushner also wrote Angels in America. Thank you very much. I mean, one of the greatest living playwrights. Uh, And so I was like, oh my God, I hope they loved it. So I emailed Sally and I said, did you love it? She said, I'm so glad you recommended it. We died. So then I saw her walking her dog two days ago. And I'm like, and so I joined her for her dog walk. And she's like, we died. We were laughing. She said, you know, at the beginning, there was a moment where I was like, oh boy, like, what is this? She said, but I mean, hearing her talking about Steven Spielberg, you know, in a puddle, laughing at this, it just made me so happy. And I, I hope, I wonder if Cole will do something more with this. I don't know. It's just, it's so funny. If He extended through May. And if you get to New York, uh, please try to check it out. Oh, Mary. It's just pure farce and so funny. Uh, did we talk about Marlo Hampton leaving Real Housewives? Oh, no, Atlanta? we didn't. And I'm so glad you're bringing that up, John. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love Marlo. And... Yeah, you know, I don't think there's been a more, you know, no one has had a run on the housewives like she's had in that she was a friend for so many years and she was such a great friend 
And yeah. it was so great when she finally got her peach. And I also love, I loved getting to know her in a deeper way after she did get her peach. And also, I have to say, um, I thought that what she said, and I can't quote it directly, but she said, you know, her boys are entering a really pivotal, pivotal, pivotal point pivotal. in their lives where it is going to benefit them to have her around more with the kid, you know, with them. And so I think that's great on her part that that she sees that and um, she said she is focused on her representation in their eyes and getting back to showing her multifaceted lifestyle of philanthropy, philanthropy, fashion and fabulosity. And I will say this, I hope that we have not seen the last of Marlo Hampton and I have a feeling we haven't and I will look forward to having her back in the clubhouse whenever she wants and, uh, you know, it's an open door with Atlanta with Marlo. So um, we love we love Marlo. Wednesday, February twenty eighth, twenty twenty four. The term shit show would apply to what is happening here today. Let me let you in on the absolute parade of. Is Mercury in retrograde today? I, I I don't know because it just feels like everything is against us. Okay. So here's what's happened. We're about to start taping the show and my equipment that I normally use to tape, you know, to broadcast from, from home. I'm at home today. The equipment won't work. I reset it so many times. They bring in a technician. I have a little hissy fit. I kind of threw it a little bit and then said to the technician, is this the most updated equipment? Because to me, it looks like something from the 1950s. It looks like the Manhattan Project. It was built around that time. So uh, the man says, yes, that is... Um, that is the you have the very best equipment. And then he flattered me and said, you're one of our biggest stars. So you and then I was like, oh, I am. Do you consider me one of the great stars of Sirius? Thank you so much, sir. So then I'm all, you know, excited that he said that. But then he's like, OK, so then the team John Hill's like, Plug that other microphone you have in. Um, and uh, and then I, I have this microphone left over. Frankly, I will tell y'all that when I did Meghan Markle's podcast, they sent me a really fancy microphone and they never asked for it back. So I still have the pot. I still have the microphone that the Meghan Markle people sent me. Now I'm putting that on blast. So they'll probably ask for it back. But um, I still have it. And but it won't work when I plug it in. Like I'm telling you, I've tried a million times. So that won't work. And then Jordan gets really bossy and says, well, we have to start the show. Come on, let's start the show. So as we are starting the show, John Hill gets up and runs out of his studio because we're all on Zoom together. And then he texts us and says, there is a fire at Sirius in LA. And so I'm in front basically. And I can't do, I'm, I'm, there's a real fire here. So we lost John Hill. And how bad does this sound, Jordan or Adam? It's not horrible. Okay. Wow. It's not studio quality, but I don't think it's okay. the worst we've ever done. All right. Well, I feel bad because you deserve the best. Um, anyway, uh, so that's what happened. And, oh, we have John on the phone now. Hey, John. Hi. How's the fire, girl? Girl, I am the fire, first of all. 
Yeah, uh, obviously. Second of all, uh, I mean, I'm outside. I'm staring at the building. I'm looking for smoke. I'm not seeing anything. I just want to, I need to get to my car, which is right by the exit because I need my gum and my AirPods. Oh, girl. I mean, what does one do at this point? I just, you know, I, I could go to Target. I could go to the wellness spa, get a B12 shot. I could go to. Well, I think right now what you should do is just stay with us on the radio and then you can deal with that. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, yes, right. yes. Of course. Do my job. I'll try to do that. Right. Job. Yeah, yeah. Maybe do your job. <laughs> I just want to tell you um, that I am going to be on Kelly Clarkson uh, tomorrow with Candace and Wendy. You might be interested to know from the Potomac. Oh, nice. oh no. On, okay. Yeah. On Thursday, I'll be on. That's going to be great. Great. Um, great. I am not singing Kelly Oki. But it was a really fun time. I love Kelly. Uh, I also want to say that I want to say congratulations to Brielle Bierman, who is engaged, yeah. Kim Kim Bierman's daughter. And I have to say, uh, it's wild for me to see the kids of the Housewives. You know, Gia Judice is now um, is now all grown up and Brielle Bierman is engaged and I'm Kara Keogh as a kid. It's like, it is wild for me. It makes me feel very old and it makes me feel very proud. And it makes me feel very nostalgic that I've known these kids or known, you know, them virtually and a little bit personally, because we've all been kind of tied together through this weird universe uh, but I, I love it. It gives me, it fills my heart when I see happy things happening to all the kids of housewives who've been in the housewives family for a long time. So I just wanted to say congratulations to, uh, Brielle. I wanted to ask you also, you know, Ben has a babysitter who, when she comes and I know I've been talking a lot lately about, um, about kind of as a gay single dad, how things happen to me that I don't think would happen to maybe a straight single dad or a married dad. But um, Ben has a babysitter who insists upon saying hello and goodbye. She insists on hugging me. We have hugs and I'm always like, Oh, are we hugging? Like she's, you know, she's in her early 20s and she's like, I'm a hugger. And I just keep thinking, like, well, would you be hugging me if I was, you know, right. straight? She might. Do you think that's, she I'm might. Not I think hugging is coming back. I mean, I will never hug anyone. I'm so afraid of people in general. But, like, I, it's funny. When I met Kelly Clarkson, she hugged me and said, I'm a hugger. I hug everybody. Wow. Hugging is making a comeback after COVID. I think people felt isolated. They needed to be touched. But I well, think I'm not questioning the want- act of hugging. I'm questioning whether it is appropriate for a babysitter to be hugging me. And you're her employer. So I think that you need to establish. It sounds like she initiated it and wants it to be. She's a hugger. She initiates but, it know. every time. Yeah. And I now say out loud, oh, uh, are we doing this? Like, <laughs> now I'm, I have a verbal cue that yeah. is like, I am not comfortable right now. Right. I don't hug anyone at work. Oscar and I hug because Oscar is a hugger. And we've talked about it. So it's a side. Who's Oscar? My board up. Oh, right. Well, that's yeah, not appropriate. I'm not going to give Adam a hug when I come in. Rude. Well, maybe you should. Adam, (laughs) is that something? Are you looking for a hug from me? No, we see each other too much. It'd be too much. Once a month, maybe, is plenty. Jordan, I need your opinion on the hugging babysitter and on whether I should be hugging you and Adam when I see you. I personally don't need a hug from you every time I see you, but I will say when Paula Abdul came in for her interview, she hugged Adam and I when she arrived. And when she left. Wow. Yeah, I was excited about the first hug and the second hug. I was like, okay, we kind of already did this. But um, wow. as for the babysitter, if 
my straight husband was hugging the cute 20 something babysitter, that would definitely be a problem. Right. But yeah, but I don't, but I think cause you're maybe cause you're a gay single dad. She thinks it's more appropriate, but I feel like hugging a babysitter is kind of odd. I'm being let back in. Oh, wow. John's being let back in. All right, John, go back in. Go back in, dear. Okay, John's being let back in. I also want to say, Jordan, have you noticed? So, Ben, last night before bed, Ben said, I said, Ben, I will read you two books before bed. He picked out Curious George Goes to the Hospital and Curious George Rides a Bike. You do realize how long Curious George books are, right? I guess it depends on which kind of the Curious George book, because we have they a bunch, but the they're long, not very long. Oh, they are so long, these versions. I was like, really? It was a half hour. Wow. No, it was a half long. hour. And let me tell you this. Whoever wrote the Curious George books is really obsessed with people's appearances. Um they yeah. they refer to someone as and the fat man did this and then they're like and a pretty nurse did yeah. this I'm like have you noticed that yes I'm like these are very dated you can't write like that anymore right oh my god I'm like I am stunned I'm really excited about the traders reunion that I'm taping on Friday in LA I'm so jealous. Um, I'm really I'm I'm really excited about it. And and I, I I'm gonna find out how much I'm allowed to tease on Monday. Um, but it's I, I'm I'm really excited. There are some things we have up our sleeve that are cooking that that I'm really excited about. That's all for this week's edition of Andy Cohen's Daddy Diaries podcast. To hear every minute of my Kiki with John, plus interviews, news, and more, you can listen to my SiriusXM channel, Radio Andy, anytime on the SiriusXM app. We'll see you right back here with more Daddy Diaries next week. Radio Andy, always unpredictable. A SiriusXM podcast.